York Yankees podcast. You're talking Yankees with ATM Sports Bank. We are back. We did it, people. Time for round two of this weekly podcast, talking all things Yankees. What more could you ask for? Once again, my name is Adam Taylor McKillop, and you're listening to Week Dose, Week Two of the New York Yankees podcast with ATM Sports Bank. All right, real quick, we're going to talk formatting once again. I did this last week and want to welcome any new listeners to the New York Bankies podcast. Um, so I am going to keep up with the money theme of my blog called ATM Sports Bank. We're going to be recapping Yankees performances from the past week, the highs and lows, the buys and sells. And for this money theme, I'm going to give listeners three checks that I'm writing. These are your best performances, themes, takeaways, whatever you want from the last week. After that, we will talk about stock that I'm selling. Real simple, these are the bad moments. These are the moments that we don't want to talk about for that much longer, the moments that we're going to try to forget about. All right, go time, folks. This week has been sort of an interesting one for the Bronx Bombers. After that four-game, big four-game sweep over the Boston Red Sox, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, shoot, I mean the Tampa Bay Rays, came to town. In recent years, we've heard Yankee Stadium dubbed as sort of a house of horrors for this Tampa crew, but I'm going to stop you guys right there. Currently, Kevin Cash and the Tampa Bay Rays own the New York Yankees. They did it again. They came into New York and they took a three-game sweep. It's the Yankees' fifth straight loss to Tampa. Um, and we move to 1-6 and six on the year against the Rays. Furthermore, probably the worst news of the week is that the Yankees fell out of first place. Uh, I am not hitting the panic button, so don't, don't you worry, guys. But Tampa is clearly a force to be reckoned with and, and something that Yankee fans really do need to take seriously. They have the pitching, they have the matchups, and right now they have the momentum. So currently, the New York Yankees are 16-9 and on the year. Tampa Bay sits in first place now at 19-11 and as I record this podcast on Tuesday, August 25th. That gives Tampa Bay a half-game lead over the Yankees. Standings are a little funky this year with all of the postponements and cancellations of games due to, you know, everything normal from rain, but also due to the COVID-19 circumstances. Um, so the Yankees are in second place at 16-9. and nine. With this sweep, the Rays snapped the Yankees, who have a streak of 27 straight series without a loss at Yankee Stadium. That dates back to all the way back to April of 2019. Saw that in the New York Daily News, and that one, that one hurts a bit. You know, we have been dominant at Yankee Stadium, and like I said before, it's been a house of horrors for the Tampa Bay Rays, but... They came in, they did some damage. So yes, not all was lost. The Yankees prepared for a short trip over to Queens um, to take a weekend three-game series with the Mets. Then COVID-19 happened. Boom. Quickly, this series was canceled. We heard the news early on Friday, and before we knew it, the series was canceled throughout the weekend. Obviously, I wish all of the members of the Mets good health, but I am very disappointed in this very wacky COVID-19 season. This is the second series that Yankees, the Yankees team, and the Yankees fans have had affected. 
by COVID-19. And this is the fourth or fifth team that has now seen sort of an outbreak and, and had to, you know, postpone multiple series. But anyways, we power on. To top it all off, we are currently sitting down in Atlanta for a two-game set. And as I record this podcast, I am getting news that the first game has been rained out. So the Yankees play double he- double header tomorrow against the Atlanta Braves. But more or less, this week was a sweep to the Tampa Bay Rays. And then after that, a week without baseball. But nonetheless, we will go on to some segments. Don't worry, guys. I have plenty to talk about when it comes to the New York Yankees. All right, get out your checkbooks, Yankees fans. Here's who and what we are writing money checks for from this past week of Yankees baseball. All right, that first check is going out to first baseman Luke Voigt, the country strong Luke Voigt. Voigt has been carrying the Yankees offense. Um, Obviously, we have the losses of Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, And Glaber Torres has now joined that list of Yankees sluggers on the injured list. And you also have to include the fact that Gary Sanchez has been sort of virtually in existence at the plate. Um, But Luke Voigt is sitting there and he is steadfast and he is keeping this Yankees offense going. Currently, Voigt leads the MLB in slugging percentage at 730. He is third in on-base plus slugging percentage at 1.115, and that sits behind just Nelson Cruz and Bryce Harper. So he's third in the MLB in that category. He's first in slugging, like I just said. Um, So in 21 games, he's had 74 at-bats, 23 hits, 10 home runs, which puts him near the top of the home run leaderboard, 20 RBIs, 7 base on balls, and he's hitting 311. In this last series against Tampa Bay, obviously, the Yankees were swept, but this series really Voigt was the entire offense. He went five for ten, hit three home runs, five RBIs. He also walked three times, and you know he really just he holds a place in the Yankees lineup, and he and he keeps you know in a normal Yankees lineup he sits sometimes sixth, he bats anywhere sixth, seventh. But with the losses of Stanton and Judge and Glaber, and you know Gary's not really doing much at the plate, it's really huge to have a guy like Voigt. You know, really coming into his own. Um, he's his second year in pinstripes. He is in a similar situation. He came over from St. Louis. He wasn't expected to do much, just kind of add some depth to the roster, and he ended up taking the first base role, and he's taken it and not given it back since. That goes back into, we've talked about this last week, the whole idea that these Yankees have this, this really awesome next man up mentality. It doesn't matter injuries. It doesn't matter if guys are struggling. Um, the bench is deep. The entire team is deep. We obviously know the minor leagues are deep. So, you know, I'm really pumped about Luke Voigt's performance this week. And I'm I'm really happy that he's able to kind of step into that, that slugger role that the Yankees need right now with all of these injuries. So big, you know, big first check goes out to Luke Voigt, the country strong Luke Voigt. All right, next up, that second check for this week is going out to third baseman Gio Urshela. I have one word here, guys, to describe Gio Urshela's tenure with the Yankees, and that is consistency. Consistency is the key word here. 
So, since Gio has come over from Toronto, he has played 155 games, which we can say is just about a full season. So let me let me run down his stats in 155 games in pinstripes dating back to last year. Gio is batting in 305. He's hit 26 home runs. He has 92 RBIs. His on-base percentage is 352. Slugging percentage at 531. And that gives him an on-base plus slugging percentage of 882. He's not the biggest slugger in the Yankees lineup. He's not necessarily going to bat fourth in a very obviously very deep Yankees lineup. And but he is just flat out consistent. I mean, hitting 305 is anything you could ask for in today's major leagues where it's home run or strikeout. 26 home runs is a lot more pop from from this guy than you might expect. The 92 RBIs, like I said, I, I find him a very consistent player with the Yankees. He seems like he's constantly making contact with the ball. He's a gap hitter, and he seems to really love hitting at Yankee Stadium like most of these guys do. So this series, yeah, it wasn't a great series for Gio, but I would call it a productive one. And as you guys may be able to tell, I'm kind of grasping at some straws here with the positives from this past week. Obviously, the Yankees got swept by Tampa Bay, and then we haven't seen baseball since last Thursday. But anyways, Gio went 2-for-9 in the series. He had three RBIs, and he scored one run. Once again, this wasn't a great series, but a productive one. So that leads Gio on the year. He's hitting 256 this year in 23 games and 78 at-bats. He's 20 hits, 5 home runs, 18 RBIs, and he's walked 9 times. The other key point I want to I want to put out here is that he has a thousand fielding percentage. I know we don't have a huge sample size, but no errors, 13 putouts, 43 assists. And the dude is, in my opinion, one of the better fielder, one of the better third basemen in the league. There's only a couple other guys that I would compare him to, and that would be Matt Chapman over with the Oakland Athletics. I think Chapman has a little bit of a stronger arm, but I would take Gio's range right up there with him and and Gio, like I said, is he just makes every play at their base. He makes it look easy. You know, not a great series, but a productive one from Gio. You know, a side note on Gio Urshela, he kind of, like I said with Luke Voigt, he was brought over from Toronto, and he wasn't expected to make a huge impact. He wasn't expected to even make an immediate impact. He was kind of brought over for depth, but enter last year and injured Miguel Andujar, and... Gio came in and he hasn't looked back since. And Andujar, we were all pumped about him. We thought this dude was the future third baseman, but it looks like Gio Urshela is gonna be at that spot and at that spot for, you know, I'm hoping for a long time coming. All right, and now for our third and final check that I'm writing from this past week. I am going to switch it up a little bit on you guys, something that you might not be expecting, but I'm gonna give us, I'm gonna give you guys two checks for my third check of the week. You know, I'm gonna nominate two guys for this opportunity. A lot of my a lot of my friends, a lot of my close friends, they tell me how miserable Yankee fans are. They say that we complain about everything, we can't enjoy the moment. Um, so this is going out to all my Yankee hater fans. I think you guys are just jealous, and yeah, I had to take a jab at you, of course. But that being said, we're gonna find some positives in a three-game sweep in me recapping the three-game sweep to the Tampa Bay Rays. So, 
two third checks from this past week. So first, the first one goes out to a moment. This was Garrett Cole getting mad about being taken out on Wednesday's last Wednesday night's start against Tampa Bay. And then also we will talk about Aaron Judge's return from the injured list. So Garrett Cole was one of my checks from last week. As I told you guys, I am officially after four or five starts all in on this guy as the ace of as the ace of the staff, the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. But anyways, let's talk about a specific moment. So Wednesday night, the Yankees had already dropped the opening game in the Tampa Bay series, and Cole was pitching into the seventh. He had thrown six and two-thirds innings. Um, it wasn't maybe the cleanest start. He had six hits, which is a lot for a guy like Garrett Cole. But he had only given up two runs, and they were on, on solo home runs, which is apparently what this guy does. He is a challenge pitcher. He will throw he will throw his stuff at you and not care who's facing in the lineup and occasionally he gets beat for a long ball. But what can you do? So it's a it's a tie game at the time. Um, it's into the seventh inning and Aaron Boone comes and takes him out of the game. Apparently they had a little bit of a interaction on the mound and then uh, according to the broadcast Cole was visibly angry when he got into the dugout. So so Cole goes into the dugout, and he he's clearly upset, and he makes it known that he's angry. Um, and obviously, being in New York, that, that display is seen by the media and later asked by the media in the press conferences. And for the reason that he's getting this check is because I, just how much of a competitor this guy is. Um, Booney, Aaron Boone was asked about it and he said that's just the competitor that Cole is he's an ace he wants the ball I talked to him a little bit after the sixth when he was at 99 pitches when I was considering making a move and you know he wanted the ball end quote so yeah I mean that's just the kind of pitcher that Cole is it ended up being that the Yankees lost that tie game in the eighth Zach Britton came in and kind of imploded ended up finding out that he also was going to be added to the injured list but I honestly at the end of the day I would have preferred Cole had stayed in the game and, and I like him showing some fire showing some punch that he wants the ball he wants to stay in the game all right so part two of this third check that I'm writing just goes out to the general news that Aaron Judge is going to be activated off the IL and is returning to the lineup and that is a huge huge sigh of relief for Yankee fans when I looked at this injury you know, kind of in retrospect, I think that the Yankees were being, were taking extreme caution with Judge because of his sort of fragile nature that we talked about last week. So he's in the lineup against the Atlanta Braves, and that's just really good news for Yankee fans. So now that we're talking about Atlanta, I would like to give a shout out to my good friend, Andrew Barrett or otherwise known as Durr, you'll hear me call him, that is a known alias that he goes by. But Durr is a college buddy of mine, a really good friend of mine from Atlanta, and he is a big Braves fan. And Durr and I, throughout college and, and still to this day, we talked a lot, a lot of baseball. Baseball is one of the subjects that we just love to banter about. And, you know, like a lot of my friends, he is a Yankee hater, I think. I think it's safe to say that he's a Yankee hater. Um, so Durr really helped me come up with this name, the New York Bankies podcast. I know that the Yankees are playfully called New York Bankies because of their payroll, but 
Durr's probably the person in my life that I've heard say that the most. Every conversation that we have, he would throw it in there as a jab one way or another. So shout out to Durr for helping me come up with the name, the New York Bankies Podcast. Durr is also, you know, he gave me some good inspiration to get this podcast going. Durr and his buddies from Atlanta, they have an awesome podcast right now. It's called the Whatever You Want Podcast. It's really engaging to fans. Uh, they basically, they have a Google form where they field questions and, and the whole theme of the podcast is to answer whatever the fans want. Um, the three guys on the podcast, the three of them, they're hilarious. It's really good, awesome banter and you know, definitely give it a check out if you have the chance. All right, and those are the checks that I'm writing from this past week of Yankees baseball. So, as I did last week, before we head to the next segment, I am tr- experimenting with different segues. I actually have, I kind of enjoy this quote idea. I think it's fun. Um, I'm going to keep it about baseball for now, but we'll see in the coming weeks. But this one comes from Tommy Lasorda, the obviously longtime great former manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tommy Lasorda said, he once said, no matter how good you are, you are going to lose one third of your games. No matter how bad you are, you are going to win one third of your games. It's the other third that makes the difference. All right, guys, we've talked the good. And after last week, we definitely have to talk about a little bit of bad. So next up, the stock that I'm selling from this past week of Yankees baseball. All right, so you guys are in for a bit of a surprise. You would think that I'd focus more on the negative this week after that sweep at the hand of the Tampa Bay Rays. But hey, I'm trying to be more positive in life, especially when it comes to the Yankees. So, for the second week in a row, the second consecutive week, the first stock that I'm selling is goes out to the staff trainer, the stretching routine, the water that Yankees, the Yankee players are drinking. I don't know what it is, but once again, we have been hit with a big-time injury bug. This week, we lost in... The course of a few days, uh, we lost Glaber Torres, starting pitcher James Paxton, and relievers Luis Avilon and Zach Britton to the injured list. In total, that brings, I think, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 Yankees on the injured list. And these aren't role players, these aren't middle relievers, although Luis, Luis Avilon is. Uh, these are guys that are either a setup, either a starting pitcher that's very important to our staff, or a budding star like Glaber Torres. And once again, the injury bug is back. This is a repeat of 2019 all over again. So I won't go into too much details on these injuries, but Glaber, Paxton, Avion, and Britton have all landed themselves on the 10-day IL. I think the... Kind of craziest one to me was Zach Britton because I saw this in complete real time. Um, Britton came in after the phenomenal pitching performance, starting pitching performance from Garrett Cole on Wednesday of last week. Britton came in and the very first play of the inning was a ground ball to Luke Voigt at first. 
Britain went over to cover the bag, got in a foot race, and essentially he got injured, a pitcher trying to field. Uh, after that, he sort of imploded. The inning imploded on him, and the Yankees ended up losing that game. Because of that eighth inning, I thought Britain was okay because he pitched the remainder of the the inning. He didn't complete the inning, but he only got taken out because of his you know, poor pitching performance in that inning. But it just goes to show you that pitchers should pitch, and that's probably the only thing that they should do. It's it's so comical to me that people think pitchers should hit in the National League, one of the greatest aspects of this COVID-19 season, shortened 60-game season, was the introduction of the DH in both the American and National Leagues. I think that rule is a rule to stay. You want these guys, these pitchers who can't even field without getting hurt, you want them to hit. You want them to hit three, four times a day. I don't think so, folks. But anyways, that is the first stock that I'm selling. All right, the second stock that I'm selling from this past week goes out to the New York Metropolitans, the New York Mets. More generally, the Mets series, as I spoke about before, this was canceled on Friday, early Friday, uh, because of COVID-19 concerns and just, just a mess that baseball is having to deal with. All sports are having to deal with this COVID-19 mess, you know, really trying to persevere. But this is the second series for the Yankees that has been affected uh, from COVID-19. We were hoping, I was hoping for a weekend sweep for the Mets and, and to get away from that Tampa Bay sweep. I was very hopeful for that, actually. Uh, But it looks like they're going to have to make up for this Mets series next weekend with a a pair of doubleheaders back-to-back, which should be interesting, the seven-inning doubleheaders. They aren't as terrible as I thought they would be, but back-to-back, you know, four games in two days, that's tough. In general, like I said before, I hope, you know, I I wish the Mets players well. And I hope that they stay healthy and can see the other side of this. But obviously, there's no perfect way to do this COVID-19 sports things. I think the NBA has been, although the NBA has been as as perfect as you can get, you know, going down there with the bubble, that's not possible in Major League Baseball. Probably not possible until the postseason, you know, with all the moving parts, all the teams, 30 teams, you have 30 guys on each team, staff members. Just not feasible for baseball to do regular season. But it, it's been a mess as of Saturday. So as of this last weekend, 37 different MLB games have been impacted, including 13 teams that have been impacted or postponed due to COVID-19 cases. Uh, the main ones have been the Marlins, the Cardinals, the Reds, and now the Mets, who have seen sort of mini outbreaks like I said, I'll keep harping on this. I wish these guys well, but it, it's really tough to hold the MLB season with this COVID-19 concerns, and and it won't be perfected until the postseason when they can get to a bubble where you can really lock down on travel, on players going out of their hotels at night, etc. Um, all right, so the third and final stock that I'm selling from this past week of Yankees baseball That goes out to the hitting and actually the pitching approach as well that the Yankees have employed this year against Tampa Bay. I'm not going to call out the manager. I'm not going to call out 
the hitting coaches, the pitching coaches, etc. But in generally the in general the Yankees have looked a hot mess against Tampa this year. Like I said, we're one in six against the Rays. They've now lost five in a row. It, it's been really painful to see of the six losses, four have been by two runs or less. And you take actually five of them have been by three runs or less. There was really only one of these losses that was Tampa Bay ended up jumping out five runs. That was that was the end of the sweep last week. They won that game 10 to five. But these are really close games. The Yankees are losing to Tampa Bay. As a Yankees fan, it, it seems like the Rays are just coming up with clutch hits. They're making the right pitching changes to get outs. Um, they're not stranding runners on base. And meanwhile, the Yankees are stranding those runners on base. Um, it's been tough. It's been tough to lose these close games. Like I said, I think Tampa Bay is is proving that that they belong. You know, right now in where the season lies. Uh, but they have a three-game series in the Bronx at the end of August, August 31st to September 2nd. So if the Yankees can somehow manage a sweep, uh, that turns the season record to just four and six against the Rays. But the Yankees will move on from this. We bought stock. We sold stock. We wrote checks. We tried to cash them in, but these aren't real checks that I'm writing. And most importantly, we talked Yankees. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and I will see you next week.